We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to Rotoviz.com. Click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021. And you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. the road of his best basketball podcast my name is colin kelly my pleasure to bring you the show and it is my pleasure to be joined on the show by zachary kruger of course we have been running through some drafts recently we had sean siegel on for a couple of draft episodes now we are drafting ourselves and on this episode we are on the clock so you will hear us draft kind of between round one and uh, round eight or nine and then we are going to release a second show that will be the remainder of the draft and then the recap of how we think the process went some interesting selections here that you'll hear very interested if you want to share your thoughts with us on twitter let us know if you uh, would go the same way or make some different picks than we did but uh, hopefully you're going to enjoy this so we're on the we're just ready uh, for round one we're about to be on the countdown towards our pick so let's jump into it so Zach, we're not on the clock yet, but we are up and running in the draft. First pick off the board, big surprise to everyone, Christian McCaffrey. So we'll see what happens. There is what we expected to happen then is Mr. Travis Kelsey is off the board. So this is why planning out and being ready ahead of time helps with these decisions. I'm expecting Dalvin Cook to go here, and then I think Dalvin Cook goes. It's a, an automatic here for us with uh, Darren Waller. Yeah, I would I would expect to see Dalvin Cook go off next. There have been a couple times where things have gotten a little bit crazy. Um, Waller could go before that. That's the could it get that crazy? <laughs> uh, you, you never know. The in the draft that even that we were in uh, just the other day with Sean, I believe it was Derrick Henry who went before Saquon Barkley, um, I, and Alvin Kamara or something crazy like that. So so people do sometimes do things a little bit differently than what you would expect. Um, we have. We have longtime listener and fan Frank Duffy drafting in front of us here. Yeah, that's we'll my concern. What, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, exactly. We we have him in front of us. So if, if he's watched or listened to or read most of our stuff, he may uh he may know what we're thinking here. But if, if Frank doesn't go with Darren Waller, then I think that will be fine here. And he went Alvin Kamara, so we can go oh, ahead okay. and take Darren Waller. The, 
this has kind of gone as planned. Let's use our time on the clock anyway, but yeah, Darren Waller will be the pick here. Um, I was a little bit concerned there because uh, Frank is a long-time listener of the show and I, I didn't know what was going to happen. So thankfully, uh, Waller is available to us. I think it gives us a lot of flexibility then as we move it. It is the key first part of our draft process here is, as we're hoping. No temptation to to go any different direction here? No, I think if I was to not go with a tight end, I think the next player who I'd probably consider going with would be Saquon Barkley. Yeah, um, I, 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 I like I like his receiving upside that he has. Um, we're hoping that he bounces back from an injury plagued season that cut his uh, season short to only two games. Derrick Henry is is not a guy who I'm not interested in just because of the the lack of PPR upside. Jonathan Taylor has a week 14 bye, which for those who maybe didn't hear the previous um, few episodes in my draft with Sean, week 14 is actually a playoff week in this tournament. So if you if you're drafting. Uh, week 14 players early you just need to be in mind that if your team makes the playoffs you are literally without uh your your first round pick in in that week 14 playoff game in this case jonathan taylor who kind of would blow up your whole strategy at least a little bit when you consider the fact that some people even if they're not doing a full a robust rb approach maybe they're going with a um a single elite running back approach taking Jonathan Taylor expecting him to anchor the running back offense as long as he's healthy and then you are without him in the first week of the playoff matchup kind of makes it pointless to get all the way there and not have your studs in that first game so Jonathan Taylor is a player who I'm avoiding simply because of the bye week round that um, that he gets in that first week of this tournament now what would be interesting to see happen which I can't imagine it will would would be crazy to see if Jonathan Taylor for some reason made it to us in the second <laughs> round that, 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 that should not happen I don't think that anyone's going to be quite that woke on him to avoid him but if it did happen he's slipping right now that would be interesting to see um yeah but- i can't i can't see it happening i think uh, though if you, i think the decision would be if you're drafting at the 204 205 if he did man- manage to get to that point um still going though here we're on the board at the 111 at the moment uh, and and still john and taylor's there for people listening to the show if you haven't heard already i'm a big fan of john and taylor for this season but as you mentioned this is where knowing your strategy knowing your draft knowing the rules and the the playoff setup really do matter because you're in a situation where the Colts, the Patriots, the Eagles and the Dolphins all have a buy in week 14 that's going to rule them out if you get through now obviously the big positive of this that Sean has mentioned on some of our shows is they have a situation where they are uh, obviously going to give you 14 full week or 13 full weeks in the season. So you're going to get more points on the way to the playoffs, but you're going to miss it then when you get into the opportunity at the jackpot. So it is. And again, with the running backs, like, do they make it all the way to week 14? Anyway, if we're drafting, uh, you know, say a Saquon Barkley, if we're drafting, uh, Christian McCaffrey same thing could happen but we have to plan for what we know exactly and one thing we know exactly is the Colts are not going to be playing on week 14 so important to know that but no I'm I, I'm a big fan of uh, John and Taylor this season but obviously that's a, a big blow so outside of this format I'm all in on them if we're playing just regular uh, best ball playing season long uh, all in on that pick as well so there he goes off the board at the 112 one of the latest i've seen him but again that shows that the guys drafting in this league that's just something to note uh you know there's a little bit of every everyone's uh, paying attention here nobody was taking him at the 106 so um we'll see how it goes here now but lots of running backs going off the board as we would kind of expect tyreek hill the only wide receiver through the first round we have our tight end and darn waller and the other tight end mm-hmm. off the board was travis kelsey so we're into the second round um what's your thoughts here now as we we go and i think i think i'm uh looking towards wide receiver as i mentioned in the the pre-show 
but uh, any any particular targets that you want uh, over others here? Well, we have we have right now still on the board Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and um, AJ Brown, who I, who was kind of the guys who we had pre-planned as targets that we would want to get. Uh, Stephon Diggs just went. I think we would have obviously been willing to take him over any of those guys should they have fallen. But this point in time of the guys that we have marked for for kind of this this area in the draft, I think it would still be Calvin Ridley who I would like to get. Ever since that Julio Jones trade went down, I think Calvin Ridley is a player who's just going to see a lot of targets. I, one thing that I don't think has been talked about quite enough as it should be is before the Julio Jones trade, we were all concerned. I guess concerns not the wrong word. We were all optimistic that Calvin Ridley or that AJ Brown was going to be a player who might possibly lead the league with just a tremendous amount of targets because there was no legitimate wide receiver playing behind him. Now, I think Calvin Ridley has kind of flipped into that position. Maybe he should be that wide receiver we're talking about in the conversation of potentially leading the league um, in wide receiver targets. I think he could be in line for 150 target season. He's not going quite as high as I think he should be. He's going middle of the second round. If he falls to us, I'm probably giving Calvin Ridley every chance I get just because I think the target volume is going to be that high and the Atlanta Falcons have been passing a tremendous amount over the last three seasons. I believe Matt Ryan has been top three quarterback in pass attempts. So I like Ridley whenever we can get him in this spot. Yeah, we're one pick away. Ridley is there. Some of the latest picks to have gone is George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, and Stefan Diggs. And that order being George Kittle being the last pick off the board at 206. So we're on the 207. I'm with you. The other player that I'd be tempted to go here, uh, I would really, to be honest, uh, I'm still tempted on Devontae Adams. I think, like, I'm still hoping as a Green Bay Packers fan, Aaron Rodgers is back. If Aaron Rodgers is back, I think Devontae Adams is probably the wide receiver one in fantasy but uh when we're looking at it here we have Ridley Hopkins and AJ Brown now Edwards Allaire has gone off the board so we have Ridley open so we're two picks through we have both the options that we have targeted in this so we have Calvin Ridley I'm interested just in the you know I've talked about the strategy of getting uh Kyler Murray in the fifth round already and um, so I don't know if you want to think of that for the DeAndre Hopkins side but um I'm interested in that, but I, I'm I'm happy with Ridley as well. I'm a big Ridley fan. So, any any way of talking you into DeAndre Hopkins, or are we going with Ridley? I think I think Ridley is the way to go. I think we can get some Cardinals pieces maybe a little bit later if we wish. So we have 20 seconds. So real quick, I'll just say that Sean and I really talked a lot about Rondell Moore and liking him. So if we were fine and we both agree that we like Rondell Moore and we wanted to stack someone with Kyler, I would be looking to stack Rondell Moore with Kyle, Kyler later in the draft and going Ridley here, which we just decided to do. I really yeah, like I, that. I think I'm going to keep, I think I'm going to do this trade. I'm just going to ask you questions with 20 seconds to go because you don't <laughs> know if I'm going to, I, for the listeners, I'm controlling the draft board here at the moment. So yeah. uh, I, I could hear the, the, anticipation in your voice you were just wondering what was going to happen so uh, yeah yeah well i'm no, trying to was, get it in i'm trying to yeah. get it in on time <laughs> that that was the i was going to click the pick anyway regardless but uh no i, I agree with the rondell moore pick um in terms of you know i think we can get some of those guys a little bit later and there hopkins went to frank duffy in the next pick so uh, he was probably along a similar thought process but still i think that uh, the fifth round quarterback is is going to be where we're looking in a little bit later hopefully but uh, so what our target now moving back around is as uh, Devontae Adams goes off the board, we're looking into the third round. We're going to be kind of looking at the likes of uh, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin or CD Lamb. So we do have Justin Jefferson still on the board. I have highlighted Terry McLaurin as the one that I would be most interested in. But that was 
a realistic target. I didn't think Justin Jefferson would be on the board. So if Justin Jefferson is there when it gets back to us, uh, I think that I will be likely putting in the pitch to take him, uh, Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, my other targets. Anyone else you're targeting? I know we have Kyle Pitts as well. Let me not forget about that. But uh, what's your thoughts here as we are um, six picks away? Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with kind of going in the direction of Terry McLaurin if you want to. CD Lamb, I think, is an option as well. But if we if we do have in our minds that we want to maybe consider stacking Kyler Murray with Rondale Moore, then it wouldn't make a lot of sense to consider also stacking Dak Prescott with a guy like CD Lamb because now we're just talking about not being able to get two quarterbacks. Of course, not everything has to be a stack. We could still yeah. get CeeDee Lamb on his own, and that would be a, a solid pick. I'd be most interested in seeing if Kyle Pitts, for some reason, actually made it to us at the 305. Then that's when decision time, um, I think, kind of kind of reared its ugly head, and we have to decide what we want to do. Surprised to see A.J. Brown still there. He just went, but we are getting pretty close. We're, we're likely going to have a choice, possibly, between Justin Jefferson Kyle Pitts, and then CeeDee Lamb or Terry McLaurin. I think we're in a pretty good spot here. There's been a couple of players who were taken in spots that I didn't see them going at. And uh, Justin Jefferson just went off the board. Yeah. So the last uh, couple of picks have been Jefferson, Brown, Dobbins, Metcalf, and Mixon. Um, so pretty pretty solid picks going in. Uh, Jefferson lasting and AJ Brown lasting to a, a nice spot there. I really think if you're at that 101 this year, you get Christian McCaffrey and you can bounce into those wide receivers to start off. So a really nice move uh, if you were getting the likes of Jefferson and Brown or Metcalf, uh, one of those three in there would be really nice. And um, so we're looking at one pick away. We have Frank Duffy on the clock um, ahead of us. So we have Kyle Pitts, CD Lamb, and Terry McLaurin are probably our targets here. I know I mentioned about the you know the reasoning behind if you get you know Ridley. Oh, Keenan Allen's gone <laughs> off the board. Uh, so if we we have uh, quite a discussion here, we have sixty seconds. I didn't think we'd have all these options. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I think that my, my disagreement with Pitts is if we go with him and Ridley, we're really dug into that Atlanta offense. Um, I know they're going to get the majority of the volume, but that's my, my main concern there. Terry McLaurin, I didn't really know if CD Lamb would be on the board, so I'm going to let you take it away. With 36 seconds to go, you can do the the pitch, and we'll go with your decision. I mean, I think the Kyle Pitts is so interesting. I really do like CD Lamb as well. For uh, I'll let you decide here, Colin. We, <laughs> we talked about this. You're yeah. ultimately making the choice here with 20 seconds to go. I'm fine with doing an Atlanta stack. I think we could get Ryan later if we wanted to, but okay, I also really do love CD Lamb. We're going Pitts, but there's no more tight ends. Is that agreed? Yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. So that was, uh, you, you pitched that to me this morning. I didn't really think that I was going to go towards it. I do think that a little bit later, I think if you're going for those two guys, it's going to make a little bit of sense to reach on that quarterback too. If we have to go a little bit earlier to get Matt Ryan as our second quarterback, if we get one of these guys in the fifth round, uh, I just think that makes sense. If you're thinking that we're going to get volume through those two players and then we have our quarterback that's given them that volume, I think if we're looking for upside in the best ball league, I, I don't think there's a huge amount of sense to getting the two of those guys in there in the first three rounds and then not trying to pair it with that quarterback. So that's a decision we'll have to make a little bit later. But I, I like Matt Ryan, um, so I'm not I'm not against that. But uh, he was somebody who wasn't really in our targets list, so I'm just going to have to adjust that to, to make sure. My, my target's a quarterback. We're kind of one of those guys in the fifth round and then trying to get Joe Burrow most likely, um, you know, then. But this is going to free us up to give us more shots at other positions and who knows if we do get a, a value at tight end we might go there again because of the premium it gives you in the ffpc but uh pretty i i really don't think there's gonna be a huge amount of teams with that waller ridley um uh, start i i don't think that's going to be a, an overly um common lineup i think most people aren't going to take that second tight end at that point so I think I suppose if you're looking to win win a, a big field contest, I think it's a, to differentiate yourself as a, a way to go. So we have uh, the last couple of picks going off the board. There is CD Lamb at three ten, so great value there um, for that pick. McLaurin went at three oh eight, who we also talked about. Uh, Hawkinson, who I know you like, has gone at three three eleven, which is um, you know it's, it's we're, we might actually start a little bit of a, a chase here on tight end now that we've taken those two guys and hawkinson's off the board let's hope that happens and that might push some guys down to us so we're looking into round four at this point um you know where hawkinson was one of the guys the other one was mark andrews so i think both of those guys were off the board for us anyway dj moore and chris godwin are, are my two other targets in this range have you anyone that you want to make the pitch for no, I don't think so at this point in time. Let me let me go back over here and take just a quick look at at who we actually have on the board. But I think that so right now we're we're about seven picks away. We're, we're clearly tight end is off the board at this point in time. The the only running back who I'd probably consider is one who we talked about the other day was Sean was Travis Etienne. I know he is rather high on Etienne, and um, getting him at this spot would be right around his ADP if we wanted to go that route. I'm certainly not you know beholden to doing that. But then I also like the wide receiver targets you have uh, down there. I like Chris Godwin. I like DJ Moore. I don't think either of those guys are going to be bad picks. So if it's not Etienne, then I, I'm completely fine with Godwin or DJ Moore at that point in the draft. Um, it doesn't have any early conflicts, conf- 
conflicts with our bye weeks. So I'm I'm fine with that. Not that we really need to worry about bye weeks here too much, but it's always nice to know that these early picks are all kind of gonna be playing around the same time and uh, you know not not missing too many on any single week. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, just because when we do talk about it, you had mentioned Joe Burrow as being one of your targets. With where the Cincinnati Bengals wide receivers are going, would you still consider doing Bengals wide receivers over these next couple of rounds, realizing that we could still get Joe Burrow possibly and Kyler Murray later on? Because Matt Ryan is going after both those quarterbacks, or if we didn't get them, we could probably still fall back on Ryan later on in the draft. He has an ADP of, I believe, like 155, and Burrows is sitting there um at 97.6 so we could still essentially if we wanted to target bengals and burrow and possibly land that and then realize that matt ryan is more of a fallback option than a guy we want to stack with with ridley and pitts yeah and this is another good part for the people listening in who when we talked in the previous show about some of the the spreadsheets we are using um for example when i have my target list in those two rounds so we have basically joe burrow is usually going uh, in round nine matt ryan's usually going in round 10 but we have what running back targets kind of in that for the the zero rb build um and joe burrow's in with those guys and then matt ryan's in with some guys in the next round and what i've written beside those is likely opposite to the round before depending on quarterback so depending if we take a quarterback or not um that that's definitely something i'm all in on the bengals and, and those right receivers they're all targets in this draft so we'll see what happens moving forward we are on the clock we do have dj Moore available we have chris godwin there's obviously wide or uh running backs available i'm not interested in any of those i think for me dj Moore is my clear pick here i, I really don't have any concerns i would take godwin if you had a push for it but i'm very happy to take dj Moore here yeah let's do dj Moore this is the other thing again i should have left it a little bit later to keep the anticipation for uh, zach as the clock ticks down but there's 26 seconds left in the clock something i always try and do is use that clock because what's going to happen when we talk through these picks or when you're thinking through your process in your head uh, as the the draft goes along having that extra 30 seconds before you have to make the pick as the thing comes back around is going to help you so I always load up the the pick and just have my finger over the draft button ready to go but it just gives you that little bit of time then too especially if you're trying to do a podcast while drafting <laughs> it gives you that little <laughs> bit of extra time so a uh, little bit of an inside tip there and um, so we are waiting then oh and frank duffy has gone for kyler murray uh, so it's uh, 409 murray is off the board so that is gone so that's where Taking somebody like Hopkins can be a risk if you wanted to stack him. Uh, it's very, very hard to do that. Now, you mightn't want to stack, as we mentioned. You might just want to take him, and, and that's okay. But if that is your strategy, it's very hard to uh, plan for players going very much ahead of ADP. And that's something that we'll probably talk about throughout this is if you're in a league like this, um, ADP can kind of go out the window from time to time. And my, my advice would be if you have somebody that you really, really want and there's around or six picks of ADP of a difference just go and get them a bit like we did with Waller Waller's going around 108 109 we took him at 105 you want your guy go and get him if it's a half round if it's a round difference we might get into that discussion later on when it comes to uh, the situation we may find ourselves in with the Jaguars wide receivers uh, in terms of which one we take there first um, so it's going to be interesting um, but that's obviously Murray off the board Jamar Chase goes Chris Godwin goes so what are we looking at here? We're two picks away. So one uh, thing, 
one thing, Colm, that I would be interested in hearing your thoughts on really quickly if this happens, which if if he makes it through the third overall pick here, I can't imagine Frank will be taking him at the fourth pick here, would actually be Lamar Jackson, who I think we can kind of take a similar approach to as we were planning to do with Kyler Murray with a elite quarterback pairing him with a uh, rookie wide receiver, a stud. Um, who is, is ironically, you know, literally the same situation, a, a high rushing volume quarterback who is going to have a rookie wide receiver who could could make a big impact. In this case, with Lamar Jackson, I'd be looking to possibly pair him with Rashad Bateman, who has got an ADP of, I believe, around the 11th or 12th round. So that would be another more than more than capable stack that we could go for. And it would yeah. be something that I think would be a nice pivot off of Murray and Rondale Moore, which we originally talked about doing with the assumption that we were going to get Kyler, which obviously didn't work out. Um, do you have any thoughts on the idea of pivoting to that? Oh, I'm, I'm like Lamar Jackson's my pick here. If, uh, if Frank yeah. doesn't go back to back quarterbacks, hopefully uh, he doesn't. Um, Dak Prescott's the other one that's in there with an opportunity, you know. But I really think that the reason I like Murray and I like uh, Lamar so much is. You, it's a bit like if you're playing them in DFS, you can play them without wide receivers and you know their other their other playmakers at times because what they can do on the ground is just so so important. So you're basically getting a running back and a quarterback combined. Uh, so you know there's just so much upside. So Tyler Lockett goes off the board. I don't even know if you, we need to stack later on, but the options are so cheap. Even if you go for a Marquise Brown uh, later on, like you know compared to his value last year, there's just and luck, we're playing baseball. You don't have to pick when you're starting them. If he gets, you know, three or four touchdowns this year, they're they're going to come from Lamar Jackson, and the the upside then is going to be there in those weeks. So, I'm very very happy. Lamar Jackson is my pick here. Have you any temptation to go for Prescott over Jackson, or would you only be doing that if you had, let's say, a CD Lamb at this point? I think in this case, I would have been more tempted with one of these elite talent wide receivers um, if we would have had one of them. In this case, we don't. The, the thing that really draws me to Bateman, not only is the fact that he's got an ADP that's later than Marquise Brown, but I think realistically, if it's not Mark Andrews leading the team in total targets, it's going to be Bateman. And I think Bateman's a lock to lead the team in wide receiver targets. So to know that we can get a target leader in an offense, that should be very good. Late in the draft, to pair with a, you know just an explosive quarterback like Lamar Jackson, I think is a really solid play here, a good opportunity a good opportunity to capitalize um, you know ra- rather late and on a, at a cheap cost on what should be a high upside offense and now we really don't have to worry about you know our quarterback two for a minute here I think the I think the door is wide open for us to look into the Bengals stack that we were talking about getting with Bengals wide receivers still on the board we probably won't get T Higgins but Tyler Boyd could very realistically be there for us and then either Joe Burrow or perhaps even um even Matt Ryan later on in the draft is fine. I think I think the way this has played out has set up perfectly for us. I wouldn't even be surprised to see that um, Lamar Jackson was actually the pick here all along, and that maybe Kyler going where he did was perhaps a little bit early. By, by ADP, it is early. I would kind of expect it to be reflective of that at the end of the season as well. So I think I think getting Lamar Jackson here is a bit of the steal for us. Yeah, I would have went either way. I would have went, you know, if if Jackson went ahead of us, I would have took Murray if Murray goes. And there's a lot of players like that that I have on on my boards. Like if somebody goes, and that's where planning ahead means that, right, that's where we're going to pivot. And you're not having to just randomly pivot. You're doing it, you know, with kind of anticipation of what's going to happen. So I'm very happy to get him there. I've been drafting him quite a, a lot. Those two guys are my 
quarterbacks I'm targeting at that range. I think Dak Prescott's the next one, but I think just the rushing upside of the first two is supreme. The player I probably would have been tempted to reach there, and he's just gone off the board at the 510, is T. Higgins. He is somebody who interests me heading into year two. We see those year two wide receivers take a a big leap and i think that uh, he is somebody that's just primed and you know i love jamar chase i think there's just monster upside for him coming into the nfl but you know maybe maybe as a slow start maybe things don't work out and just the sky then is the limit for t higgins in year two so i can see a lot of ways where he actually ends up being the the leading scorer in this offense this season so the players that i'm slotting in here now i'm just starting to fill in the the next round's ticker as we're kind of nine picks away roughly uh, i've put in brant nayuk um he is one of my targets t higgins was another target i was hoping to see maybe fall a little bit didn't happen so we're getting into an interesting area um in terms of like i'm starting to get into you know Cortland sutton lavisca chanel or dj chark depending on the conversation uh, i'm on the viscous side there as we talked about earlier but i'm wondering have you anyone else that you want to pitch for in this round i think this was kind of the round where we had talked about leading into the draft it's not really around that we we love making picks and these are all kind of iffy players that each have their own their own concern whether it's they're on a bad offense maybe we don't know quite quite what the quarterback situation is going to look like at the start of the season maybe they've coming off an injury or they just don't simply have good quarterback play around them i think if you were to reach on a player who is a little bit lower than adp right now just to get a guy who you feel more confident about round six and round seven have kind of felt like rounds to do it we talked about the visca chanel at one point in time we would be getting him just inside of the 70th overall, um, I'm not quite sure. My, my mental math is horrible on this, but we'd be getting Levitska <laughs> Chenault about a round and a half earlier than ADP if we took him here. I know that we like him. I don't know if you like him more than any of these guys at this range or if maybe we wanted to consider a guy like Tyler Boyd who in all likelihood could fall to us, still giving us the option for that Joe Burrow stack if we wanted to do that. Um, there's, I think there's a lot of ways we can go here right now, Colin. I'm honestly very, very happy with the way the board is shaping up right now as we get to the 608 pick is there any one way that you're leaning more strongly than the other i'm quite happy um to hold off and run them back at this point i'm just wondering if there is anyone that is piquing your interest at the running back position maybe that comes in here i'm still uh holding off in, in this dead zone area uh, the players that i am looking at that you know if we look at our cross reference as to who we're targeting in this draft the one player that I have ticked down here that I, I don't think that you're as interested in as I am is Kenny Galladay, uh, obviously changing offense this year, heading over to the Giants. I think there's, you know, obviously there's concerns about wide receivers who change teams, but I think we're looking at a number one wide receiver. We're looking at him at this point. We're looking at one of the best contested catch wide receivers in the NFL, and we're looking at, like, this is the time for Daniel Jones to step up if he is stepping up. I really think Galdi at this point is worth a shot, but I know he divides a lot of opinion um, at this point. But, you know, I think if he was like with, you know, the Lions and Matthew Stafford still there, I think he's probably going in the fourth round. So um, I think there's upside. Um, any interest in Kenny Galladay? And the reason I'm pitching that <laughs> is Cortland Sutton is probably my other candidate here. And I have a lot of Cortland Sutton shares already. So I'm interested in a, a little bit more Galladay who I've taken in recent weeks. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Kenny Galladay. Um, I think my problem with Kenny Galladay has always kind of been his price. We would be getting him right around that there. The player who's hanging around a bit later than I've expected him to, to is Kareem Hunt, um, who, I, who I do like as a, you know, I, I like him 
as an early running back candidate, if if drafting running back heavy is your approach, Kareem Hunt is a guy who I want kind of as that running back three, um, perhaps even um, a high end running back two on your team. If that's if that's the kind of build you're going for, in this case, we're not looking to get running back, and now he just went, so we don't have to worry about that now. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I was going to talk out of that decision as well. So, uh, where are you? Okay, <laughs> but it so is good. gone. You don't have you don't have to now. We he he's gone. Uh, if you wanted to go with Kennedy Galladay, I don't have a problem with doing that. Uh, I, th- I think at this point in time, we have other wide receiver targets who are still on the board here. We could get him, and then we could still go back with another wide receiver as well. Yeah, now, so we just where, lost Galladay, yeah, so, so here, I'm going to give you the, the floor. Decision. Yeah, here's where the decision-making uh, comes in. So I think um, Cortland Sutton, for me, is the pick. I think we could you know, take that jump and go for LaVisca Chenault, but I, I think we'll get it. we might have an option to get him in the next round. I think we're too early here. As much as I do like him, I think we'll probably end up having an opportunity to him in round seven so i think sutton is my my option here uh, unless you have a, a different preference i think we still stick to getting those wide receivers particularly because we took two tight ends to start off to, to fill out that wide receiver depth yeah if you want to go with sutton we can i don't mind the jaguars wide receivers i guess my question would come down to if we wanted to pair him with a quarterback are we better with lawrence or burrow but if you wanted to take sutton right now and then we can kind of talk out jaguars versus bengals with our next pick i'm fine with that yeah, so I'm I'm happy. It just gives us some options. I have no interest in the the uh, quarterback situation in Denver unless my heart breaks and Aaron Rodgers is there uh, come the first week of the season. Um, but uh, in terms of pairing him up, I'm not I'm not too concerned. I, I just like the player. Obviously, coming back off the injury, I think we're getting the injury discount. Jerry Judy's there, who I also like, and I, I have had a lot of drafts recently where you know him and uh, Judy have gone very close together, and I, I'm not afraid to again like i mentioned with the quarterback situation with murray and jackson i'm happy to take shares of both of them as we go through the draft season um i think both of them have their upsides it's very very hard to call which one is going to be the the wide receiver one but i think the skill set that we have uh with sutton paired with the quarterbacks that are currently there at the moment has has the most upside so um I, i am very much on board with uh, you know if we have to get Lawrence later happy with him and happy with Bordeaux happy with both of those guys uh, if we do end up going that way so the one now that we're uh, looking towards is is trying to pick what's going to be left when we get to the, the following round so just interested in your thoughts on the obviously the ADP in this range is probably to go chark when we get another five or six picks down the line Visca then is going around and a half after that I have been taking LaVisca Chanel over chark so are you am, am, am i crazy for that uh, do you think uh, there's a clear path for chark to you know is there a clear consensus wide receiver one out of the two at the moment i think that because of what we've seen in the past and just remembering back to last season i think we we tend to tell ourselves that dj chark is probably going to be the consensus wide receiver one there but i'm not so sure that that's going to necessarily be the case i think that we LaVisca Chenault, he entered the season last year, I believe, with a little bit of an injury. He was a little bit slow to get started. On top of that, we've got the whole COVID situation going on. It was a weird, weird offseason for all rookies and just the NFL in general. And people, team players were not prepared to um, you know, enter the league under normal circumstances, which I think may have negatively affected some. Now, here in this case, as we're discussing it, we just lost DJ Shark. Now my question to you would be, are you okay with just outright reaching for Visca with some of the other guys on the board? Mind you, we don't need tight ends, so we'd be looking at guys like Odell Beckham, Michael Carter, Juju Smith-Schuster, Robbie Anderson, Jerry Judy. 
Um, Tyler Boyd is the other one we've come back to a couple times. And I think that if we're going to go with a Bengal or with a Jaguar in these cases, the question may come down to which quarterback are we maybe willing to reach a little bit on to make sure that we get that stack if that's something that we truly want to do. Yeah, I think we're in a situation, and again, I don't think we lost him. I think the pick would have been <laughs> LaVisca. Um, but in terms of, you know, this is a game of trying to get the value as well. So we may lose him in these next two picks, but I think uh, LaVisca Chenault, one pick to go still, we have an option to get him. So I think like what we did there was we could have took him in the last round. We've waited. We may get him here. We may lose out. I think the other options here would be Tyler Boyd. I think the problem we're going to have with the likes of Tyler Boyd, that we're not going to be able to pair him with Joe Burrow I don't think Burrow gets back to us at current ADP maybe I'm wrong but uh, I think I think we see the two of them go in close succession so as much as I like Boyd I'd probably pass there and I think I would take uh, Chenault so Odell Beckham goes off the board Chenault is available a slight little bit higher than ADP but um, you know the, the call here for me would be between Tyler Boyd and Chenault and I think Boyd is going to be the wide receiver two, the wide receiver three on that offense I think Chenault uh, could potentially be the the highest scoring wide receiver in that particularly in PPR. So, so, um, so the my only question, my only question to you is: you have no interest in waiting till later to pair Matt Ryan with with Pitts and Ridley, then, because that would be the other thing we could do, and then we could get which wide receiver we liked better. But I'm yeah, good but with I, I'm taking Chenault. Though. I'm not taking a quarterback. Yeah, no, no. I, you can take Chenault here if you want to. That's fine. We can go with Chenault, and then we can. So my question then is: do we want to go with perhaps Trevor Lawrence later or Matt Ryan then in these cases, realizing that we're going to have kind of both to our disposal later on down the line. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, sorry. I, I misunderstood the, the question. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we weren't going to be able to pair Burrow. So I think I was, you know, going to, going to pass there. Now, if he gets back, he gets back, but I don't think, I don't think the value in taking Boyd over Chenault is there. So I think unless we took a step forward and took the quarterback, and then it was just going to be the quarterback on his own. So again, we are looking obviously to just win our weeks, and you know it's probably going to be a situation. We'll see if we pair um, Lamar, but it's going to be a situation where it's going to be um, you know trying to I think get Matt Ryan here in this next round. The other players that are going to be I'm going to start loading up the the clock here for us, but the the running backs that I'm interested in is James Connor and Zach Moss. Um, any interest in those two guys? these are two players who sean and i both talked about the other day and i honestly like both of them i think that zach moss is probably the more clear-cut starter in buffalo compared to james connor who i don't think is going to have a starting role but i can also see a lot of weeks where james connor is uh you know punching in one to two touchdowns maybe getting you enough enough games to have some double digit scoring weeks i think that moss is probably going to be the player who might offer a little bit more upside just in terms of the kind of role he's going to have with buffalo as a starting running back so if moss was here i would probably lean moss over connor i'm not sure if if you feel more strongly one way or another to those two guys i just think with connor we're probably chasing more rushing upside with moss i think we could be chasing a little bit more i'm sorry with connor we might be chasing a little more touchdown upside with moss i think there's a chance that we're chasing more volume upside as a whole realizing he'll probably also obviously find the end zone throughout the season yeah i think with both of those guys the thing i like to target as well when we're looking at these maybe not first choice running backs is they're in high scoring offenses they're going to get chances whether it's you know the problem as well is that both quarterbacks will you know like to rush the ball on themselves so you can lose that inside the red zone but you also will have more opportunities inside the red zone for these so when we're targeting 
kind of zero RB targets, we're looking at them that are going to get that upside as well of getting in there. I think I, I agree 100% with the, the Zach Moss comment. I think he is the preferred option. I think then James Conner is, and I've been, I've been drafting both of them. The other one we'll probably start to look at it in a few moments as well is AJ Dillon. Um, I think there's, again, and a hopefully high-scoring offense, we're going to see him get opportunities, and I think he'll get a lot of... The only problem is I don't think he'll get as much as the receiving work, so that's going to be a downside to him. I think we're going to see the similarities probably as well with Connor and Moss. The receiving upside probably isn't there as much with those guys, but the touchdown upside should be there. So um, I, I think they're the guys that are in play. But are you going to... Do you think here we... I, I, I think we make a choice here to, to go early and to... Uh, to take Matt Ryan, I think the I think that's the call here. Is do we go with our first running back, or do we go with Matt Ryan early? Uh, Joe Burrow is still on the board, um, but we are, uh, as we look at it, about eight picks away. Yeah, so I'm looking at it right now because if you look at the ADP that we're showing on FFPC compared to the ADP that we have on our on our on our spreadsheet that we prepared here. The Matt Ryan ADP is very different from what we have on our spreadsheet. And I think that maybe because we're looking at a more recent ADP, then then the FFPC is probably showing a wider range. So the question I the question I would have is whether or not people will be reaching on Ryan at the more recent ADP that we're showing compared to the ADP that we're seeing, which would suggest that he would be going more towards the 12th or 13th round. Um, with some of these other running backs still on the board, or I'm sorry, with some of these other quarterbacks still on the board, um, you know, I, I question whether or not people would actually be looking to take him. Uh, in this case, I'm I'm willing to kind of say if whatever makes you feel most comfortable um, doing here to make sure we get it, I would say we should probably go that route. But I, I would be curious to see just how late some of these other running backs may last, realizing that the FFPC is just slightly different compared to what we are seeing here. If I pull up the best ball FFPC command center real quick here, which I will do if you just give me one moment. I just want to see what that's showing us in terms of recent, in terms of recent draft picks. Which we talked about the FFPC Command Center on previous shows. Um, it's it's a really fun tool to kind of use when you're doing these drafts. You can plug your team in and take a look at what um, what what's been going on recently in drafts and look at ADP ranges and kind of get a sense for where your draft may fall as you're planning it out. So I'm just kind of getting it to load up here to see if maybe Matt Ryan would be available. Do you think that it's necessary to reach for that stack right now? Or do we want to kind of gamble that something would come around later on where we- I, I'm actually, you're, you're kind of talking me into the reason I'm looking, I'm looking at the why our quarterbacks remaining. So we have Matthew Stafford in terms of ADP on the FAPC, Stafford, Brady, Rogers, Tannehill, Lawrence, and then Matt Ryan. So we do have, you know, those options. They're, either Lawrence or Ryan or Stafford's just gone off the board but one of those two is definitely going to make us back to us in the next round so I think that I think that's a good call I think if Zach Moss is here I think he's probably the play for us um so we're we're one pick away we have Zach Moss but I'm open to other suggestions but I think uh we we hold off and see if we can get him in the the next round coming back here is Moss your player or are we are we are we on board with that yeah, I'm absolutely fine with Moss here. I th- I think Matt Ryan could possibly make it back to us in the 11th round. Or I'm sorry, in the 10th round. We would go 8th and 9th pick here, and then we would hopefully be able to get Matt Ryan in the 10th round. Um, again, we have some quarterbacks up here. The other thing that would be interesting to see is there's really no incentive for anyone to take Matt Ryan unless they just run a run that, that by himself. That was um, my other thought process as well. There's, there's not a huge advantage for somebody else to try and stack Ryan, so that 
you know, takes his value down a little bit. Just looking at right. the, the board here, the overall board as we look at it. Um, so team one has one quarterback, team two has no quarterbacks, team three has one, we ha- or team four has one, team five has one, team six has none, uh, team seven has one, team eight has two, team nine has one, team 10 has zero, team 11 has zero, team 12 has two. So on the basis of that, on the wraparound, so we're on the clock here, mm-hmm. um, I think Zach Moss is our pick. Are you, is that where we're going? Yeah, I'm completely fine with going Zach Moss here as our RB1. Um, this is obviously going to be a, a pretty heavy zero RB build here, so we'll, we'll see what happens coming into it. I, yeah. I'm- yeah, the other ones that we have available at this point are Fournette, who I'm not diving in on, and Garden. They're the two probably that are going to bob ADP, but I think uh, Moss is the, the one to go for here. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with getting Moss here. He he's not he's not quite a lock to make it back. We're definitely a little early on him here, but we want to get a guy who we feel like is going to be a starter, who we feel Give like is going to contribute. Yeah. So I th- I think that reaching here on Zach Moss because of our build is a, is a fine strategy here. Yeah, I think um, if we the thing is here, if we wait there and we don't take him, we take uh, say a Marquise Brown was another option was in my mind there because of Lamar Jackson, but. What I'm talking about when we're looking, and I, I did do a tweet uh, recently on this on a draft where I took my third quarterback and I could see that the teams going in the 10th, 11th, and 12th picks after me at the 9th pick all had one or zero quarterbacks. So on the way back, four quarterbacks went after I took mine. So you're forcing those guys to make that pick to then kind of panic pick that's giving you those players dropping that you weren't going to target anyway. So what I'm thinking on the way back is because team two is probably going to have to go quarterback here in the next two picks. So we'll see what they do between the before it gets back to us. But I also think the team six is going to have to get a quarterback here at some point. And possibly if they uh, go for two before it gets back to us, there's a possibility that you know we lose out on both targets that we have in Lawrence and Ryan. Um, then the other team I'm looking at here is uh, team 10 and team 11 both have zero quarterbacks so there's three teams between us and the pick coming back to us uh, in the 10th round or in the in the 10th round yeah that have no quarterbacks so I find it very hard that there'll be no quarterbacks taken there and as I say that on this way back team three has taken Aaron Rodgers team two has taken Matt Ryan so we'll see what happens on the way back so that's my thought process just to check in the big board and always knowing what other teams need and are doing, trying to force those picks. So I, I think that, you know, we we go here with – so team one has actually gone back-to-back with Fournette and Ronald Jones, which is – they're getting that uh, – little, little do they know that the target is Giovanni Bernard um, to, <laughs> to lock up that backfield. So let's see, maybe they take Bernard in the 10th round. But yeah. does that process that I've talked you through there, uh, Zach, make sense in terms of like Tom Brady's gone to Team 2 now? So we're going to see a panic here for Team 6, Team 10, and Team 11 who haven't got their first quarterback, and we're getting down to that situation. So I don't think Team 3 is going to take a quarterback. They've just taken two. Now Frank Duffy may, he has taken Kyler Murray earlier. But I think I think here's where we make that make that pressure pay. Yeah, I, I think what's going to happen here is if Frank wants to get us on a, on a Falcon stack, which he chose not to, so we, we do have Matt Ryan to our disposal. Yeah. I, I think I think you're right here. I did pull up the FFPC command center just real quick. Um, Ryan has an ADP of 128 over the last 10 days. So technically speaking, he could have fallen to us in the 10th round. 
based on what we're seeing, I don't anticipate that happening. I think we're I think we'd be getting a little bit too bold um and waiting for him. So I'm fine with going Matt Ryan here. I think we complete a pretty nice Falcon stack with probably their two top pass catchers and a quarterback who's going to be seeing a lot of volume. And I don't think we're getting a quarterback too early here. Yeah. Um I'd prefer to get him at the the ADP that he's seen over the last couple a couple of days in that 10th round but getting him at the ninth knowing what we're what that means for us i think is pretty good so we'll hold it there for today's show we're a couple of picks in we have a a little bit of an interesting team developing Uh, interested to hear your thoughts as to what exactly you think we maybe should have done differently uh, what you would do the same Uh, let us know on twitter you can let me know at over to marlin you can let zach know at zk underscore ffb and of course, we'll be back with the next part of the draft uh, up on Rotoviz Radio over the next couple of days. So stay tuned, check that out, and of course, have a good one.